Hi, welcome to the Soliloquies podcast, episode The Platypus Problem. In this podcast, I'll be talking about some quilt news regarding tariffs. In art news, I'm going to share some updates about Notre Dame Cathedral. The platypus problem is about finding reference photographs and using those reference photographs legally. And my tooltip is about what you can do if you run out of fabric for a project. In quilt news, there was a recent change that the U.S. government made to place tariffs on imported goods, specifically from China. The tariffs can be up to 25% of the wholesale cost of the goods. This includes fabric, as most fabric is manufactured and printed somewhere other than the United States. The motivation for the tariffs is to encourage American-made products and to balance the trade deficit. What this means to quilters is that the price of fabric, including quilting cotton, sold in box stores like Joanne, Hobby Lobby, and Walmart, will increase. But there are also hints that the tariffs will eventually affect small local quilt shops as well. So in the past hundred years or so of quilting cotton manufacturing in the U.S., cotton was a crop that was primarily grown and harvested in the South, and the rise of cotton happened simultaneously with slavery. During the Industrial Revolution, there was an increase of fabric manufacturers, mostly in the Northeast at water-powered mills, where modern machinery made the production of textiles more efficient. Textile manufacturing in the United States was impacted by many events during the 20th century, including the Depression, World War II, modern machinery, OSHA, and NAFTA. Modern quilting cotton is woven and then either printed or dyed. The cotton, the milling, the weaving, and or the printing or dyeing is primarily outsourced. Most premium quilting cotton is printed in either Korea or Japan, which thankfully right now are not countries affected by the new tariffs. That's not to say there are not United States manufactured quilting cottons, because there are. But the supply chain is very complicated, and I would guess that at some point along the production line, outsourced materials or labor from another country is involved. According to Cotton Sourcing USA, there are 11 mills in the United States, and not all of those mills manufacture quilting cotton. While we're not entirely sure yet how the tariff changes will directly impact us as quilters, it's important to be aware of the journey your fat quarter makes around the world. From the cotton farm, to the milling process, to where the fabric is woven, to where it's printed or dyed, and finally, where it ends up as a wholesale quilt fabric to be cut, packaged, and shipped to your local fabric store. There's a lot happening in our fabric supply chain, and don't be surprised if the tariffs affect the prices of our quilting cotton. In art news, in April of 2019, the world watched as the centuries-old Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris, France, burned. 
the roof and the spire were destroyed, but firefighters were able to save the bell tower and the majority of the building. Renovation was immediately planned, and work started to clear the debris and start to rebuild. Unfortunately, the roof and the spire had been previously rebuilt using lead, and now that lead is contaminating the building and the surrounding area. In addition, stonework continues to fall, and renovation efforts have been focused on preventing the structure from collapsing. Thankfully, the artwork, historical artifacts, many of the building's sculptural elements, including the gargoyles, the great organ, and those beautiful stained glass windows, have been preserved. The Platypus Problem, Finding Sources for Reference In this podcast, I'm going to examine the challenge with finding reference photographs and other sources that artists can use as they create an art quilt. We all use Google Images, or maybe Pinterest, as sources of inspiration. I often scroll through my favorite topic on Instagram to see what others are doing. However... Quilt artists must be aware of copyright. Copyright is the legal protection of images, including freely accessible images on the internet. Here's a scenario. You have chosen your subject, a cardinal sitting on a holly branch. You have a basic idea of what a cardinal looks like, and you can create the essential shapes of holly leaves and berries. But wouldn't this be better if you have a reference photograph to really capture details more accurately? Enter Google. Google image results give you photographs, other people's artwork, and line drawings. Wonderful! You get to work creating your art quilt. Stop right there. Those images, probably all of them, are copyrighted. They are owned by the individual who took the photograph or created the artwork. Copyright violations are a very real and legal issue, and you've got to take precautions to protect yourself and to respect the original artist. Which presents us with what I call the platypus problem. Let's take a look at the lovely platypus. The platypus is a very unique animal that is one of a few called a monotreme, or egg-laying mammal. A nocturnal, freshwater animal, the platypus has an unexpected appearance. The body and tail like a beaver, webbed feet like an otter, and its most distinguishing feature, a duckbill. The female platypus lays eggs and then nurses her young. The male platypus has a venomous spur on the hind legs. A curious creature indeed. A perfect subject for one of my art quilts. So what's the platypus problem? The platypus only lives in Australia. The last known platypuses, um, platypi, in a zoo in the United States was in the 1950s. Why that is true is a little unclear. Australia does have an export law for the animal, but when there has been an exported platypus, it hasn't lived for very long. Perhaps zoos and conservationists simply want to protect the lives of the animals. Bottom line, 
I cannot physically take my own reference photo of a platypus short of traveling to Australia. Where can I find reference photos that are legal to use? Thankfully, there are a few places art quilters can go to look for free reference photographs we need, if we're unable to take those photographs ourselves. A few of those websites, publicdomainpictures.net, pixabay.com, morgfile.com, unsplash.com. There are also stock photography websites, which typically require a fee for royalty-free use of an image, like shutterstock.com, stockphoto.com, depositphotos.com. So let's test our cardinal. On one of these sites, I searched cardinal, and there were a variety of legally usable reference photos of cardinals. I did a second search for holly and was again pleased with the results. Combining these two references into a single artwork is a matter of isolating the elements wanted from each, creating an initial sketch for placement and design, and then proceeding with the art quilt. Track the source used by saving and labeling the images. How about that platypus? When I did a search on the free sites, I wasn't particularly happy with the results. Either the platypus is camera shy, or not many photographers have had the opportunity to travel and photograph them in Australia. Or both. This elusive creature is making my artistic process quite difficult. Back to Google I go. This time, the search keywords I use are platypus creative commons, or platypus public domain, or I can pay for a stock image to use. Even then, reading the fine print is crucial because I want to make sure it is not a copyright source image. Keep in mind that sometimes subjects themselves can be copyright. I remember once creating a watercolor painting of Bob Dylan using a photograph I personally took of the musician while I was at one of his concerts. My reference photograph was mine. Unfortunately, when I attempted to list the artwork, I was hit with a copyright violation because the subject, typically celebrities, have a right of publicity. This is very true with anything Disney, and there have been situations where artists have been sued because of their use of a Disney image or name even if they took that photograph of Cinderella themselves at Disney World. Trust me, it happens. Never ever copy someone else's artwork or art quilt. You might be thinking it's honoring the artist, or that they would be thrilled that someone was inspired by their artwork, but it's a little disrespectful and U.S. copyright law prevents it. Only the owner of copyright in a work has the right to prepare or to authorize someone else to create a new version of that work. There are clearly exceptions for teachers that offer workshop kits using their own designs. So derivatives are truly not legal, with the only exception being if you have obtained written permission to create a derivative from the original copyright owner. If you're using a reference that is, quote, public domain, or if you have paid for the use of a, quote, royalty-free image. 
My final thoughts really to try to take your own reference photo, always. Learn to sketch and draw to help you create unique images from your own creative mind. And if you do use a reference photo from another source, track your sources and keep it legal. My tool tip is about trying to find more fabric when you're in the middle of a project and you've run out. If you need more fabric for a project and can't find it, labeling your fabric when you purchase it is a great idea. Cut a small swatch from the fabric bowl, including the selvage, where the name, designer, and source of the fabric is printed. Staple it to an index card, then write where you purchased the fabric, a box store, a local quilt shop, or an online store. If it has been discontinued or it's been off the market for a while, it might be difficult to locate. Consider a search on eBay or possibly Etsy. If it is still available for sale, you can also try a Google reverse image search. Go to images.google.com and click on the camera icon in the search bar. Choose Upload an Image and load an image file of the fabric. If the fabric was available online, a search result will show where it originally came from. Thank you for listening to the Soliloquies podcast. In this podcast, I talked about how new tariffs might affect quilters, Notre Dame Cathedral. In the platypus problem, we talked about finding reference photos and a tool tip about how to find more fabric if you run out. The next podcast will be applique as art. Soliloquies can be found at soliloquies.com, on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.